Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 17th day of November. This is Paul, and I am so happy you're with me today as we are concluding the body of the Apostles' Creed today. And we I say the body because there's an amen, and I am not going to skip it. We're going to talk about amen tomorrow. But today I want to say one more thing regarding the resurrection of the body That last two lines of the creed, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting, we worked those a little bit in reverse. I talked about life everlasting as a distinct thing separate from the resurrection of the body. Uh, And the reason for that, and, and as we talked about that life everlasting was actually added a little bit later in the creed so that it could be a difference between dying and resurrecting and the life that lives on forever. I want to just go back today to the resurrection of the body for one more reason. We've actually done quite a bit of work on this over the course of the last couple of years. For those of you who follow along with our Tuesday evening Bible studies, we post those on Wednesday. So if you want an extra middle of the week loaf of fresh bread, then check us out on Wednesdays as you get a double double podcast drop because we do this podcast but then the, the, the midweek Bible study. And we've walked through, we are now entering our sixth distinct study on those Tuesday nights. We've done the Gospel of John. That took us about two and a half years. Then we did the Epistle of 1 John as a follow-up, and that took us a few months, maybe a year, I don't know. And then we did um, the Sermon on the Mount, which was a a one that really just meandered for a long time in those three chapters in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And from there, we did a little series on the church, concentrating on the book of Acts. And then we went into a 10-week set on the cross. A couple of weeks ago, we started a new series on Ephesians. Now, the reason I brought that up is if you could go back into our studies um, we, you will find a mini-series on the resurrection, and we've we've listed that out on our YouTube channel, PWM. And that little mini-series we did, sort of nestled right there in the middle, was where we took a sidestep to go, hey, what is resurrection? What does it mean to live on, to live again? And we walked through 1 Corinthians 15, as well as other passages from the New Testament. So the reason I say we've done a lot on this is because we did week after week after week of those resurrection teachings. If you would like them in a compilation form, we actually did a sermon. We dropped it on a Sunday about a year ago, or a little more maybe, called Resurrection Compilation. And I took all of the videos of those seven or eight resurrection sermons and I clipped the highlights out and put them into one video. And so that's a good way to get all of our thoughts on resurrection. The scripture I want to read for you today was in that compilation, of course, because it's the famous 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. We read verse 49 yesterday. Today, I want to read verses 40 to 44 to show you a distinction between fleshly resurrection, uh, the the resuscitation of the flesh versus the resurrection of a new man. Paul says this, there are celestial bodies and there are terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. 
The body is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It's sown in dishonor, it's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness, it's raised in power. It's sown, this is this one's key. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There's a natural body and there's a spiritual body. So the body that is resurrected is completely unlike the body that goes into the ground. I think this answers the myriad questions we have about what about people whose bodies were lost at sea? What about people who were burned up or their bodies were torn apart in explosions? How will you resurrect when there's just bits? What about people who are cremated and there's just ash? What about those who have completely dissolved back into the earth? How will their bodies be resurrected? And those are, it might seem like silly questions, but they're good questions when you consider the way people think of resurrection, which is this body that goes in just gets picked back up. God makes it brand new and you you just, you go about your business. Um, but when you see the resurrection is completely different form of living, then you can start to see it through a different lens. Um, let me just say a couple of things and I'll head for the close and we'll really put a bow on this, try to put a bow on this tomorrow. Resurrection was important to the, to the first few centuries of Christian believers because it showed that God is active, that God is, that we're not just a snowball rolling down a hill towards an inevitable end, but that what appears to be the end for us has something else beyond it. More than that, because we could have simply had heaven and still been okay with that. Okay, well, we're rolling down a hill towards disaster, but that's okay because we're going to live on in heaven. But If that were the message of Christianity, then there would be no positive value in the material world. The physical world wouldn't have positive value and the material world wouldn't have positive value because there's no real such thing as a resurrection. Therefore, whatever happens here doesn't really matter. This is like simply prelude to the real thing. It's the small appetizer in front of the meal who cares about the app. You could skip the app. And that's not the way life ought to be viewed. Jesus didn't come so that you could have eternal life only. He comes so you could have life and you could have it more abundant. God is not unconcerned with the material realm. And I think from Genesis on, we ought to see that because we've been given charge over this. Resurrection is a sort of a confirmation of that. One one other thing. In the earliest Greek and Latin forms of the creed, it does not say the resurrection of the body. It says the resurrection of the flesh. But in the couple hundred years after the creed starts to formulate, the church changes that phrase, resurrection of the flesh, to resurrection of the body because Paul's letters start to take root in the early church. And in that church, they start to read 1 Corinthians 15. And Paul makes a very cogent argument against resurrection being flesh and makes it resurrection being spirit. And while the early church didn't really know what that resurrection looked like, and neither do we, they thought the best way to say it would not be resurrection of the flesh, because that sounds a lot like resuscitation, but rather resurrection of the body, whatever that body is. And that body um, is celestial, not terrestrial. We put the final touches on this tomorrow, including a, we're going to pray the creed, in its entirety, we're also going to talk about why amen is the final word. And we'll see you then. God bless.